life on the road. It's bees, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and bees, fights, candle flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Did you see the back in the day you know susan lucci could never win an emmy on for all my children and it was like became a running joke and she had a very good sense of humor she hosted snl Mm -hmm. and she was like i know i've never won in her monologue she's like i know i never won an emmy and then it was like like david spade walks out with his an emmy that he oh i just someone just gave this to me (laughs) everyone has an emmy by the end she goes into the lunchroom and someone's like emmy fight and they're just throwing emmys at each other like yeah Emmy fight. That's awesome. She was like, she starts to go insane and she turns into like Erica Kane, her character. She's like, I'll kill them all. <laughs> I like how John Huck knows a lot about uh, soap operas. I know a lot about all my children. My mom watched it when I was growing up and I had a girlfriend who watched it uh, all the time. My babysitter watched uh, General Hospital where yeah. Luke, what, raped the, Laura and then the, they got married? The guy with like the that? eye patch? Vaguely. Yeah, I think he had an eye patch. Okay. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Road Stories podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano, part of the All Things Comedy Network. Uh, coming to you on a really windy day, man. Is it windy by you guys? Uh, I have not noticed the wind, I'll oh, be okay. honest with you. Uh, it's not. I live in a in the penthouse, so I don't get a lot of wind. Uh-huh. Sure, sure. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Penthouse or pen? Pen house. Uh, yeah, super windy. We were blown out. Couldn't surf this morning. Oh, wow. Oh, oh God. Murray couldn't surf, everybody. Uh, you, had, you had to come by and uh, just lay by your pool? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't be at the beach. I got to be by my pool. It's so windy. I think I'll just sculpt today. <laughs> my, my, lawn, my lawn umbrella blew over. Uh, got to rebuild. Um... Joining me today from the Full Count podcast, uh, uh, two very funny comedians. One I know, been on the show before. Uh, oh, do I introduce myself? I was going to do it. Oh, okay. You're anxious to talk and nope. belittle my jump, lifestyle. Jump in. Go crazy. Jump in. <laughs> Sean Halpin. <laughs> hey, what thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Everybody sit down. <laughs> and then uh, John Huck. Yes. He's been on before. <laughs> Hello. Thanks a lot for uh, coming today. Hey, thanks for having us on. Hey, here's something. Yeah. If you only uh, are, uh, uh, if you get if you're bummed out that you can only hear me for an hour a week, I have I'm a guest on four podcasts this week. Look at you! <laughs> they all <laughs> dropped on the same time. Oh wow! Well, it's this one. Uh, last week it was with Kevin Farley and Chris Acosta from the Farley Brothers Radio. Nice. Uh, then by the time you hear this, I'm co-hosting the Rock Solid podcast with Pat Francis, which I know a lot of listeners to. Mm. Then I'm also on Jake Johansson's. Oh. Ooh. And then I'm on the Crab Feast with Ryan Sickler. Oh. And I tell a story about being shot at with a pirate. Oh, with a pirate or with, by a pirate? With. Ah. With a the pirate. Twist. The twist is you and the pirate were hanging out, and a non-pirate shot at you. Yeah, yeah. So wow. don't, don't spoil it for the people who haven't listened to it. Okay, I on. won't. Uh, uh, yeah, so that's that. Sounds good, but I guess we have to listen to that to hear the story. Yep, I'm not going to tell it now. I've already told it once. Now we have to go and listen to all those. Well, we should probably leave now. We, we got a lot of we got a lot of stuff to do today. We got a lot to of listening to all to do. those. Uh, do, you, do you listen to a lot of podcasts? I'm not going to interview you. I don't know what that was. Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, I do. I take them on the I take them on the road. You guys don't take them on the road. Uh, I'm rarely uh, on the road, so I have no road stories. So this will go well. But uh, no, I'm kidding. I I don't. I tend not. I tend to listen to music or watch like Netflix when I'm in my hotel room. Well, like when you're driving. Did you drive to Phoenix this week? Yeah, I drove. I try to get out of my head a little bit, so I just kind of listen to music. I yeah. like being in the desert 
and then only uh, to Latin the music. Oh, but that's just, <laughs> just Latin music. Really? Because, yeah, because you just forget about everything. Yeah, I would forget about my and then sanity. You go a little bit insane. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. I think then you I search would, for I water. I forget about my good taste in music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get lost and you forget about how you really like music. Because <laughs> I, w- I was listening to it on the drive to Phoenix and I was listening to the news. You know how people learn English by watching TV shows? So sure. I, I don't know why I always think that maybe I'll pick up some words. And then I kept, I kept on thinking, I, I know they're saying chupacabra. I know. So I'm like, what if there's a, a news story about the Chupacabra that's out and I'm not and listening and you're not to English it. station and it's murdering everybody? And then all of a sudden your truck just gets sniped by a huge snake and you're like, oh, I should have listened to regular yeah. radio. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny that you're trying to learn Spanish and you're not picking up anything. But like the day you pick up like a mariachi guitar, you're right. like, <laughs> he's got his, his, his musical prowess has increased a thousand times By just way, from listening. I don't even know if there's an actual mariachi guitar or if it's just a regular guitar. So uh, they have that I, huge one. I think their 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 the body is thicker and the strings I think might be nylon? thicker and nylon. Okay. Yeah, like th- a woman. Yes, <laughs> thick and nylon, like a woman. <laughs> How do you like your women? Thick and made of nylon. Okay, um, <laughs> so a mannequin. Yeah, there's of some that big kind. bass thing too. Right, yeah. right, right. It's kind of like a bass, but it's they hold it and it's stubby. Uh, I think the last time I was in uh, El Cantina or whatever that place is called, they El Compadre. El Compadre, yeah, thank yeah. you. Oh, uh, this is awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Sunset, across from Guitar Center. Yeah, they used to. Uh, they used to the waitstaff used to sell cocaine there that was like <laughs> gasoline. Oh yeah, I used to buy it. <laughs> yeah, there so was, did I. I was like, oh, oh, I can get coke here before I have nachos. There was a there's a house behind that that uh, Ralphie May lived in. Yeah, S- Celine. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. How did we not cross paths there? I have no. I was only over there one time. I worked with uh, I worked with Celine on the Jamie Kennedy experiment. Uh huh. And I was over at her house. She had a party one night, but it was like. I think a lot of people were there that I ended up knowing oh, okay. in the long run. Right. Uh, but I think Ralphie had moved out by that point. Okay. I'm um, not saying all those guys went over to El Compadre and. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying I'm either. Saying, but I'm saying I definitely did. I did. And sometimes they would come over. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you yeah. You wouldn't have to walk across the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. I just a couple those times. Those days are over, though, Sean Halpin. I'm a, we're I'm, all, a, I'm a grown man. I'm an adult. I have a baby. I have a. I'm a those days are gone. Straight, I am none of those things, line. but also those days are over for me as well. I don't believe you. Oh no, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I, I'm st- I'm strictly Miller Lights and a few joints here and there. Right on. Good for you. I can't even smoke. I don't like smoking pot. I gotta go. <laughs> I don't fine. smoke either. Yeah, yeah. Sean, is that doesn't. your military background? No, I just freak out whenever I do it. Stupid. I used to be a big stoner in high school and college age, and then I stopped for like seven, eight years, and then that's when the chronic came out. And I went back to it again. I'm like, no, yeah, <laughs> no. It's I have definitely to go to bed right now. Sleep this thing off. Yeah, and that's people like people like Sean will say like, oh, I, I feel like I would like it too much. That's why I don't. It's like, no, come on, you just don't want to. Who's who's afraid of liking something too much? No, but like when I do it, I have like panic attacks. Yeah. I freak out. I get really paranoid. What am I doing? Lose with my all my life? money. That's you, not... you lose all your money. Yeah, because like hookers walk in the room, and I'm like, okay. That's Let's do and it. that's what marijuana <laughs> marijuana makes you so horny you just have to pay hookers. Does he know the difference between marijuana and ecstasy? Should I don't we, think he does. He's not doing it right. Pill. Like, okay. what do you mean smoke it? I just take the pills. Like, what? <laughs> no, I, don't. I think you're doing it wrong. Like, marijuana makes me dance weird. <laughs> makes me want to rub my nipples a lot. Like, I don't know what you're taking, but. 
You worked with John Witherspoon this weekend. Yes. I've worked with John Witherspoon several times. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. What color suit did he wear? Uh, this was, no, he just had a um, shirt, bow tie, oh, okay. slacks, white shoes. Okay. Kind of, the, the theme was yellow and green. Oh, okay. So, oh, the, the, his color theme? Yeah. Oh, his, his color scheme. He's, usually, was, he's, usually, he's very dapper, that guy. Yeah. You got to coordinate. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You, you got to coordinate. You got to coordinate. <laughs> Let me see if I can, and this is going to sound like I'm bagging on John, but I'm not. This is, uh, and Witherspoon, not you. Uh, this is what I remember from his set. The first half hour, all movie quotes. Uh, a little bit. And then, uh, of his quotes, right? Yeah, of his yeah. movie quotes. He's not like, <laughs> yeah, no, he's make not my a, day. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> we got to get out of here. Heartbreak Ridge. <laughs> What's happening? He's just quoting other movies. This is weird. It's not even his movie. I'm walking here. <laughs> You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then he does really funny stand-up. And then the last 20 minutes, he's pawning his merchandise. You know, I, I saw him a long time ago, and it's changed. Oh, it has? Okay. Yeah, and because... Uh, I think he's kind of smart because he goes out and just does his movie quotes mm-hmm. in probably like not even five minutes of them. He just yeah, yeah. gets them out of the way. Yeah. Which, you know what, is yeah. smart. Oh, yeah. Because otherwise people are going to yell that shit out all day and like yeah. you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, dude, I get it. I was in Friday. How you lose your job on well, your day off? Like, all right, we, all right. And we were talking about like um, like with Chappelle, you know, mm-hmm. I'm rich, bitch, and all, and, you know, the Jimmy J.J. Walker, yeah, and, yeah. you know, to where people... You know, I think it is smart. Yell it, get it out of the way. It's not you don't interrupt the show. But so he did that, and um, then he did his stand-up, which is really funny. It is funny in his act outs and mm-hmm. his facial expressions, and then um, his jokes are still really uh, hilarious. And then he he sings for like two or three songs. Oh, I don't think that must have been new since I worked. I don't think I remember him singing. Oh yeah, um, so he sings, but it's it's a lot it's a lot cooler when the club has reverb. Uh huh. But it wasn't really working. Um, so we'd sing a couple songs to get the crowd into it. Original numbers, or no, 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 <laughs> like somewhere with a rainbow, like, uh, like your boat, Motown kind of type stuff, okay. you know. And I got sunshine. Yeah, basically that's on one a cloudy of them. I think. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. And then, um, and then he did his shirts at the end, but it wasn't like I think in the past when I've seen him do it for okay. a while, you know. But um, but that's you're right. I mean, that's you know who does that really well too is with Tim Wilson. Or Tom Wilson, whichever one was Back, Biff. Biff, yeah, yeah. Oh, Tom yeah. Wilson. He does a song up front that addresses all. The yes, questions. this is what I did. Is yes, it, Michael J. Fox is nice. Yes, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's done, and then and then he's done, and then he's addressed it, and, 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 and he it's doesn't done. have to deal with it. And it's I think that's really smart because if he yeah. tried to close with that, he would be he it would get ruined throughout the course of the show, and he would never have any. He would never get to it, and it wouldn't. It, it just wouldn't work. So yeah, you yeah. got to get that in, get it out of the way. That's like I used I, to go up on stage and be like, "Yeah, no, I'm not Chris Elliott." We're done here? Yeah. Okay, great. Here's my material. And then like, everybody leaves. Yeah, and everybody goes, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I thought you were. Chris Elliott benefit. Goodbye. Let's cancel those nachos. <laughs> yeah. By the way, you're going to have to pay full price for those beers now. Like, oh. You just hear everybody go, check, please. <laughs> I never made the Chris Elliott connection, but now uh, you're, but you are right. Uh, people every day are like, yeah. it's funny. Movie John too. just walks around going, hey, I'm not Chris Elliott. And people are like, okay. Yeah, right. No, right. no shit, buddy. Get out of Starbucks, weirdo. <laughs> Is that guy? Is Get that out of Starbucks. Starbucks weirdo. You just do it every restaurant you want. No pictures. Guys, no pictures. I'm not Chris Elliott. I do yell no pictures at the tour the tour buses that come by my house, like the, the Hollywood Star tours. If I'm ever outside, I'm like, no pictures. And they're like, they see me and they're like, nobody has a camera out. There's nothing. I'm like, hide my face. No biggie. No biggie. We're good. As long as you're not photographing me, I'm very important. 
I'm taking my no shirt and my cub shorts, taking out my garbage. And, no photos. Trust me, sir. We don't want a photo of that. It's disgusting. <laughs> no, but I'm okay with this side. Yeah, get my just good not, side. Just not this side. Get my good side, and when I'm wearing a shirt, thank you. What? Uh, why? What? What am I saying? All right, I want to talk to Sean first because I know you, John. Be okay. quiet, John. Yeah, yeah right. I'll lay down. Uh, Sean is an ex-marine. Is that right? Uh, you can say former marine. Oh, well, here we go. Semper Fi. <laughs> no, 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 no. It never leaves you, does it, Sean? No. Once a marine, always a marine. No. All right. So, <laughs> so, what are you? <laughs> uh, former marine. Former so, marine. Yeah. Okay. When did you serve? Uh, ninety-one to ninety-five. Oh. So in yeah. peacetime. Peacetime, basically. <laughs> Well, at the end of the Gulf War. Yeah, I was going to say, know. did you catch any of the Gulf War? No, on I was TV. Got <laughs> <laughs> it all on CNN. It's oh, a great they, show. Great coverage, those guys. Um, Wolf Blitzer is awesome. Um, no, I was I was infantry, and then I went to uh, security forces, and then uh, guarded nukes up in C- uh, Seattle, and uh-huh. then came back down here and was supposed to go with the unit, but they had just gotten back from Kuwait, so um, I just kind of hung out for my last year. All right, cool. Do you know James P. Connolly? Yeah. He was a Marine or a Ranger? I think he was a Marine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, still is. <laughs> Apparently. Let's get the verbiage right. <laughs> I just, everybody freaks out about the X part. You know, whenever I did says it, it, you did. No, no, no. I just think it's funny <laughs> okay. that people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, what, what former? Yeah. So, um, well, because you didn't really break up with the Marines. You were discharged honorably. You, right. You didn't re sign up for another four years or whatever. Yeah. Did you ever think about making it a life? Um, no. Well, I was infantry, and I was either going to get out and be a cop or uh-huh. re up. But then I'm like, I don't, I don't want to think I want to do infantry the whole time. Right. Yeah. So I originally signed up for tanks, and um, then I was like, well, a tank is kind of a big target. I could probably move around. <laughs> That's a good small <laughs> right, right. Can't hide a tank <laughs> under a bush. So I remember uh, having that you thought. Guys have mopeds. <laughs> yeah. A unicycle. I want to be on the unicycle unit. They do have like a um a, uh, a segue. A unit where you get on a motocross bike and you take messages back and forth. And I was like, oh, that'd be cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. You know. I also feel With like you could get shot pretty easy doing that too, though. <laughs> and then, um, but I remember having that thought, going, man, uh, a tank is like a one big tomb. Yeah, yeah, you're think, in there. Uh, I could probably move around. So, and then I remember calling my recruiter the next day, going, "Can we uh, switch to where I'm just like just me, you know, running around?" So I got switched to infantry. So, oh, that's cool. So, how did you make your uh, transition into stand up? Was it immediately after or during? I know Conley started. Did it during? during? No, yeah. I didn't. I didn't think about it. I'm not going to compare you to James <laughs> Conley through this whole thing. <laughs> I um. I I got out, went to college, and I've always watched stand up, uh, but I just never. There was never. Oh, you could do it as a job right. or a career, or and I never. And living in Dallas, I never knew comics, so they had an improv there, and I yeah, yeah. and I didn't even really know it was there until I was in college. Uh-huh. So I went there, and then one day I was um, like uh, working at a graphic design place and still going to school, and I was like, you know what, I. I, it got to a point where I could watch it on TV and kind of finish the jokes. Mm-hmm. I would pause Conan or whoever, and then I would try to finish the joke. And I would get it sometimes. Sometimes I wouldn't. You right, know? Right. So it was like Jeopardy to me. And then um, it got to a point where I watched people and I was like, going, I could do that. Right. And not as being arrogant, but mm-hmm. I just think that I knew that I could be in that group and be in that club. So if I just you know, somehow got my jokes together and then ended up working at the improv. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, and, you worked in down Dallas? there in Dallas? Yeah. So then I w- would work with people. And, you know, it would be like my first week was uh, Jay Moore, Ian mm-hmm. um, Edwards, and Ken Jung. Mm-hmm. You know, so watching them. And then yeah, the next yeah. week was Brian Regan. And right. then it was Mitch Hedberg. Right. And then it was, so, you know, I'd watch. And it's different from when you're out in L.A. and you see somebody go up, and, oh, the 20 or 30 minutes. But, like, being able to watch somebody every night all week yeah. do an hour or 45 you know, kind of it would what not to do and what right. to do, and you know, so yeah, it was kind of like a school, say, like thing. like you're basically in class, you're yeah, watching yeah, these guys was, like giving lectures, and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple things: a, it's probably one of the handful of improvs I've never done. B, <laughs> where do you find a half hour in town? Yeah, well, I'm saying it's rare. You know, yeah, like yeah, if yeah. if you're if, if you, you go see, up and, catch them at the Hollywood Improv or whatever they're doing a half hour. Yeah, you like headline it, a half hour at the Improv. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We even like you know if you wanted to see Bill Burr for mm-hmm. um, a night, it'd be where if you would run around, you maybe get 15 to 20 minutes watching him. You know, all right. But everybody I would watch would do 45 minutes. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, Pablo and Freddie Soto and Aww. you know um, Louis C.K. and Freddie Soto. Freddie yeah. Soto. Freddie Soto was awesome. Freddie Soto. Uh, Brought me on stage at the comedy store for the first time. Wow! When I first wow. stepped on stage, and Freddie, if you don't know, died about oh man, like what two, eight years ago now, yeah, ten years ago now. Yeah. Like he's big down in Texas too, wasn't he? Well, he started. He was. Uh, he oh, started he was, in El Paso. Oh right, right. And then he would come through the um, the improv, and I'm like, you know. And then I found out, oh, he's a Texas guy. And then I was like, hey, can I go to dinner with you and pick your brain about comedy? And um. You know, I kind of told him, I've been working here a while. You know, mm-hmm. how did you get from where you are to California? And he goes, well, I wanted to do stand-up. And then I just realized that um, I heard about the comedy store. Mm-hmm. And he said, so I was like, I'm just going to move there and get a job. And then at that moment, I thought, well, I could do that. <laughs> not, not, not saying like, I, that, no, sh- no, not- that should be my plan. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it was weird because right when he said it, I remember thinking, oh, yeah, yeah I, sh- I should try that. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then he's like, you know, he came Richard Pryor's driver and stuff like that. And then I worked with him a couple times after that. And then, um, then I moved out to LA. I worked at an ad agency for a while mm-hmm. and just saved up a bunch of money. And then I go, well, if I don't go now, I'm not going to go. Right. So I, I moved out there and, um, within a year, like, I think my money had ran out. It probably had like a hundred bucks left. And then Tommy from the comedy store goes, uh, Hey, do you want a job here? You've been hanging out here a lot. And I go, yeah, that'd Perfect. be cool. Perfect. So yeah, it's just like at the right time, you know. So I don't know why I just remembered this, but John Witherspoon only wants white openers. Um, I think there's a, there's a couple uh, black comics that I've worked with that's like that. Um, well, they'll they'll either have a white because um, we had a, a black dude that was an opener, and then it was, I featured. I still then, say open for feature though. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I say that too. I open for so and so. It's like yeah. you open. I go, why? Well, did, did twenty five minutes. I featured for. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you talk to a layman, you're like, oh, I featured for Regan. They're like, what do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but if you open, open is a universal term. Right. Um, yeah, and a lot of people, but he he didn't really. He just said, give it up for Sean or give it up for the guys before me. Yeah, yeah. You know how some comics go, yeah, give it up for that white dude up there. Didn't he <laughs> suck? And you're like, no, I thought I did pretty good. Yeah, right. Everyone <laughs> because, was laughing, dude. <laughs> Wasn't he crazy, DJ? What song did you bring him out to? Charlie Daniels? You know, they'll put, <laughs> they'll put on they'll, a white opener just, just to, to shit on him. Just to. Just yeah, just oh, to make hysterical. it awkward and that's funny. yeah, but uh, but I also think with with someone like John Witherspoon, it's not it wasn't that as so much as like he just doesn't want a guy up there 
doing a, a bad impersonation of him. Right, right, And then, right. you know, it's just the more Oh, different, I did that. You, did that. Oh, <laughs> oh, perfect. You wore a purple the suit, you're the up Charlie there. Daniels. It's like, boom, boom, boom. They're like, that's not it. That's not the catchphrase. <laughs> I would come on stage to Charlie Daniels. I don't see anything. Oh, I love Charlie Daniels. <laughs> well, they, the first night we had a DJ, and um, it, was, it was funny because uh, uh, John Weatherspoon was like, wait, we have, there's a DJ? And the club, the manager was like, "Yeah, he's off to the side." I said, well, "Is he, is he just gonna stand there the whole time?" <laughs> and he goes, "Well, yeah, you know, in case you need like a music cue." He goes, "Oh no, no, I don't, I, I don't want him standing there the whole time. Just have him go sit down for a little bit and then come back." You know, or whatever. But if you think about it, it's pretty. You know, I wouldn't want a guy standing I, I, no, there. I don't, I don't either. Smiling, man. looking at no, records, and I've done rooms just like <laughs> like bar shows in like Long Beach that that. Uh, what was that? The taco place that was I used to do, but um, they would have a DJ with turntables standing right next to the stage, yeah. and the stage was kind of tall, but you could see this guy. And then the show, the room was really long, and right. everyone sat at this bar. And there was this like, uh, like Hawaiian hut stuff that came. <laughs> yeah. So you're kind of squatted down to see the audience, <laughs> and then the DJ's just right here, like big smile, like, uh, and he would laugh, and he was he was interactive, but I. Yeah. No, no comics were talking to him, so I was finally like, "Dude, we're gonna have an entire conversation because I find it so awkward that you're standing there staring at me, and everyone else is like facing away from me almost." You did crowd work on the DJ because usually it's, there's some that are quiet and there's some that just go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." After every joke, you're like, "Did uh, this calm down?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember when I had to do a show with the, with the DJ introduced me. It was the same thing. It was the booth, but a real tall booth. It was up here, and then the stage was right here, and it's like, "Yeah, give it up for everybody." Yeah, put your hands together, Murray Valeriano. Go. So I come to the stage and I'm looking for the microphone, and then I look up and it's just like <laughs> coming down it's over not. the edge. He's had to put it like oh, he had to drop it he down, had to drop it down over the edge. So that just killed them. I was gonna say, yeah, here he is, and you're like, <laughs> what's he reaching for? I'm under the flare, like a little rat, and you're trying to feed the little rat. <laughs> I just like what when um when you do like an urban show, black show, whatever, how they. They just because I'm always right on the stage, you know. And most black comics, they're in the dressing room when they say their name, and then they walk and they walk through, you know. And it, that would make me so nervous. I'm like when they say Sean Hap, I'm on the stage. Yeah, it's, I don't yeah. even finish my name. Here I am. Here I am. Yeah. <laughs> and um, like I've worked with Michael Blackson, another guy from the Friday movie. Okay, so funny, dude. And he would they would go give it over Michael Blackson, and he would be in the back, and he would high five us. Or shake our hands or whatever, like he's going to the game. Yeah. And then he'd walk through the whole crowd and people were like, Where's he at? Where's he at? <laughs> Music's playing and he's just taking his time. Yeah, yeah. I've seen finishing D- his food. Up. I've seen DL Hughley do that. Just That's probably because they on only the have phone. like forty minutes, so they gotta kill it. Yeah, I'm, gonna, minutes. I'm gonna kill ten minutes just walking to the stage. Oh my god, that's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> just do weird little dance moves, stop, god. and then like Finally, get up there. Like his opener Dude, that was ten could minutes kill of walking a good there. Five minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. We should do that. <laughs> like when they when they when they say Sean Halpin. When you, okay, when you say my name, I'm gonna be exiting the highway. <laughs> I would be so, coming up on Route 34. So then, but have the music still going, but it just on loop. Can you play this? Uh, and can I'm you gonna just come play in. the entire Pink Floyd Animals uh, album, <laughs> and then I'll get up there. It's only about 40, 45 minutes long, and then bring I'll in the pig. Then, I'll get it. <laughs> then I'm following the pig. Yeah. No, then I fly in, in a pink outfit uh, with the cable, and then you land me on stage, and I do five minutes. But I, I just remember realizing that I, I'm 
I'm on stage before they say my name. Oh, nothing scares me worse than getting on stage to no applause. Like, <laughs> yeah, because like, if they've died down, if yeah, they're done clapping for you, now get up there and be funny. Like that's what we're here for. Not to watch you walk around the auditorium. <laughs> Old man, I just called it an auditorium. I don't know. That's right. Assembly. I do a lot of grade schools. Assembly. This is a great assembly, everybody. Yeah, tell some jokes, dude. Worst pep rally ever. How does how does your Pink Floyd references go there? Yeah. It's <laughs> Speaking of old man, what have you been up to? I haven't seen you since Bridgetown. We really haven't crossed paths. Yeah, I don't think so. Every, it's been like a text or that a, was like a Facebook message two years ago or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Drunk a while. in the back of a cab. Uh, oh, that was the last time you saw me. I think so. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> it's either that or getting zipped up in a body bag and carried away or something. Jesus. Uh, well, just meaning like. I was hammered and blacked out and needed to be taken care of. Um, now, did, did, did you throw John into the cab or was he already there? I think I jumped in. I think, we, I think there was a bunch of us needed a ride back. And we all piled in. That was a really fun festival. I had a good time. That was. I think I probably told the story when Jen Murphy was on here, but Jen Murphy was in that car. and It was the first time I ever met Jen Murphy, and she was so drunk that the next morning I ran into her Starbucks. She's like, hi, I'm Jen. Like, we shared a cab last night drunk. Yeah, yeah. You can't hold people responsible for memorizing who you are the night, but when, when it's like a, a, drunken, a drunken evening, I'm the worst at that, too. I always want to reintroduce myself to everybody. They're like, yeah, I know. We just hung out a week ago. Like, oh, okay. I always suggest giving my name. If I haven't seen somebody in a while, I'll just yeah. say, hey, Murray. And they're like, I know. Yeah. I'm giving you an out if you don't. Yeah, so. right, right, right. And them. that's them saying, I know, even though they might not have. They're like, I know who you are. Right. Oh, right. I never thought of that. Yeah. They could just be like, yeah, I'm, not a, I'm not a dick. I know who you are. Oh, now I like, just oh. introduce myself yeah. as Bill. Yeah. Hey, uh, Bill. Steve. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, do you? Because <laughs> that's not my name. <laughs> I always hate doing that when, uh, when I'm introducing myself to someone, they'll go, and I kind of know their name, and they'll go, "Yeah, it's Jim." And I go, "Oh yeah, Jim, right, right, you're right." Like, I'm you're like, right. <laughs> Good, you got that I, question right. Uh, you've I, got your own name. And I don't know why I do it. I was go, "Yeah, yeah, you're right. Your name is that. Is that your mom <laughs> like, gave you?" Yes, yes, it is. Has been since I was born. Thanks for noticing. Finally, <laughs> I was reading, uh, doing some research for my show that's what I do. You're right. Your um, research. I did um, a lot more than we do. <laughs> oh yeah, we are the worst. And by research, uh, there's an rerun of True Detective on, so I just looked on your websites okay. uh, <laughs> while killing a bottle of wine last night. Okay. Did you uh, open for Pauly Shore? Is that you? Yeah. Okay. I did too. Well, I wrote for, I went on the road with him and wrote for him years ago. Um, He's still doing your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a joke and I'll see if he did. <laughs> uh, tour bus? No, I was, I was at the end of that. Oh, okay. I, everyone was like, oh man, last year the tour was crazy. We were on a bus and chicks would come up and Everyone would have now it's sex like Southwest flights. Yeah, to Arizona. Me and Polly in the back of a you know a van going to <laughs> Tennessee. Um, but yeah, I so I got a job at the comedy store, and then um, I think Steve Simone was working with him at the time, mm. and Steve like threw out his back or something. So he goes, "Who can I get to go with me?" And um, he goes, "Well, uh, well, you know, Sean Halpin, he's funny." And then he goes, Steve goes, "Well, he used to be in the Marines, so he could be your bodyguard." Oh. So then that was the selling point. So whenever we go anywhere, get him away from me, bro. You know, <laughs> just like we're at, uh, we're at a Dairy Queen in <laughs> Tennessee. <laughs> Not strong arming people who want to meet you. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was fun. It was like good. Uh, I I didn't really have to write for him. He would kind of, you know, help me on this joke mm. or whatever. But um, I, he wanted me to take his 
voice recorder and then um, transcribe it, transcribe everything. Ooh. So I, I kept going. Because and he would have a really good premise, uh-huh. but he wouldn't have the punchline. It would just he would just go kind of in a thought process. He would go, and then uh, yeah, you know what I mean. So I told him, I go, Paul, your next CD needs to be yeah, yeah, you know. bro. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. He didn't like that because you wrote much. it. You had to type it out so many times. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, transcribing must suck. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah uh. I think I, I had to do it when we were in Florida, and then I um. I just paid one of the girls from the club to do it. <laughs> one of the waitresses. Like, here you go. That's hilarious. Too bad all the strippers aren't that good at typing. I know. <laughs> fucking one finger. Pack, yeah. hunt, hunt and peck. Hunt and peck. Uh, yeah, man. When I went out with it, it was it was tour bus. It was strip every night. He, he sold out every night, and there were strippers in the and back on the bus, and then back to the hotel room, yeah. and, and just it was. Lots of weed. I wasn't smoking weed still, and yeah, it was, it was uh, fun. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. It was, it was just. It was halfway through. It was like, yeah, got disturbing. And then, you got you know, too it was much. Like, at first, it's like, wow, oh my god, look at these. They're, they're strippers. And yeah, and then you're like, yeah, look at these chicks. They're strippers. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, well, it's like you, you. I would hear stories about Polly would walk into a strip club, and then he would, you know, meet some girl, and then. I'm like she was go okay. I'm off my shift, and then they would leave. Yeah, 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 yeah. Groups them in groups. So what have you been up to since drunk in a cab? Uh, <laughs> let's see. Probably drunk in more cabs. I uh, did a movie called Dumbbells that is uh, out right now, video on demand. Oh yeah, awesome. Uh, since then, since Bridgetown, I think uh, Garbage was released, which is another movie I was in. Okay, it's on Netflix. Uh, I'm shooting um, back and forth. Between Dallas right now, shooting a uh, mockumentary about an adult hide and seek competition. Uh, that uh, <laughs> awesome. yeah, it actually is pretty funny, man. It's pretty funny. I was like dumbbells and garbage. <laughs> <man>. Oh, <laughs> adult hide and seek competition. Yeah, I play. I play Lance Bottoms, the returning champion, and uh, I'm kind of a prick, uh, a little bit arrogant, a little bit cocky, and uh, it's it's been a lot of fun. They're they're hoping to take that to Sundance. I guess there's a category for the mockumentary. Oh, really? Okay. And they know this guy at Screen Gems, and they they're they have a plan for it. So awesome! It's always nice when people have a plan for the movie right. you're doing, even though you know <laughs> yeah. you're barely being paid. It's super low budget, but they're not like like what what's the plan? Like I don't know. Maybe sell it online. Like maybe, huh? All right, high five. No backhand for me. Awesome. <laughs> well, uh, I put it on DVD or yeah. something. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe we'll have a showing. I got to I got to headline the Hollywood Improv a few Fridays ago. That was Fridays recently, ago. right? Yeah, yeah. That how was, did that uh, go? That really well. I thought I thought it was a really good. Sean was on the show. I thought awesome. The comics, everybody who was there, there were about two hundred twenty people there, and everybody who was there said uh, throughout the whole show, beginning to end, was just solid. So Ooh, awesome. Who else was on? Uh, Michael Bunin hosted. Andy Cozell was on. Oh, Andy. Uh, Andy's really funny yeah. and should be more popular than he is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Whereas Bunin, not so funny, shouldn't be as popular. <laughs> No, I like Michael. I think he's great. I'm kidding. He wore he wore a suit, yeah, or a jacket. He did it upright. He did it upright. He classed it up because yeah. yeah. Huck was showing up in his flannel and ripped. Yeah, <laughs> had to counterbalance his that whimsical hair. We had uh, yeah, <laughs> Sean Eddie Pence was on. Uh, Ricarlo Flanagan. I don't know if you know Ricarlo. He's out of Atlanta. Ricarlo. Ricarlo. R I. Any from Detroit? Ricarlo. I think he's from Detroit. Uh, he's from Detroit. I met him in Atlanta. Oh, oh, uh, I'm sorry. I met him in Atlanta. 
at the Laughing Skull Festival. Oh, yeah. Um, and he was really funny. Moved out to L.A., and I ran into him, and I was like, oh, you should do this show, too. I don't like people who do different things to their names. Oh, like, like Ricardo should be Ricardo. Well, I don't, I don't his like... na- but he has no, his, he was named that. Yeah, I know. I don't like that. You don't like his parents? Uh, yeah, probably. Okay. All right. All right. Just keep it Ricardo. But it's not and then Ricardo. It's again. Ricardo. What is, what but is... it's supposed to be Ricardo. Ricardo Flanagan. Well, that's like me saying your name is supposed to be Maury. Well, no, there's two. There's a Maury and there's a Murray. There's a Ricardo, but no Ricarlo. There is a Ricarlo. His name is Ricarlo Flanagan <laughs> from Detroit. He was on the show I was on. I don't understand what you're saying. It's not. He didn't change his name to oh, that. Oh, I know. I know. Okay. So you don't like him based on his parents? I didn't say I don't like him. I'm oh, sure he's a nice guy. Well, you just said I don't like people who do different things with their names. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Why, you, why do you hate his parents? Yeah, but <laughs> what is your parents' name? Uh, I, I don't know what his Mervy? parents. Mervy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what his parents' names are. Mervy and Jal. Bill Dwyer used to do a really funny joke about. Uh, he's like, I love, I love Armenian, oh, love Armenian people. They're great because they're always like, you know, my friend, and they're really happy to see you. Yeah. But they're also their names are just one. Uh, Vowel off. It's always like, uh, "Hey, Dovid, uh, how's Marf? Let's go see him." And uh, it's like, "Oh, it's really funny." You know, we've never talked about the Laughing Skull Festival on here. That's cool. How is it? What's that? How is it? Uh, <laughs> we've never talked about it, and we're not going to. Back yeah, to Sean. I, yeah, I, it like, was uh, not Bridgetown. Oh, really? Not a fun festival? Uh, not particularly, no. Oh, really? Why yeah, not? Yeah, no. I mean, at least at least at Bridgetown. I mean, look, when I'm you not, do, I'm not asking you to shit on anything. Either. I'm not. I'm not, and I'm not. But I'm saying that when you are responsible for booking your own flight, mm-hmm. going to these festivals, paying for your own room, mm-hmm. and staying there for three to five days at a time, taking time out of your life and your schedule to go be in a festival that really there is no like. With Bridgetown, you're doing it because it's fun. Yeah. You're doing it because it's like summer camp. You yeah, know yeah. all the comics. Yeah. They, and, and, and as much as we all know each other in L.A., we don't all get to hang out very sure. often because we all have shows all over town. And I can't be like, yeah, I'm going to come to this show. Then I'm going to drive to Santa Monica to see Sean. And then we're going to – no, that's not going to happen. So when you're all there at once, you get on shows with guys you don't see all the time. And it was fun. Now, what Bridgetown, I thought, did right was they – first of all, you couldn't look into any venue without someone offering you a donut – Oh, or yeah. a piece of pizza, <laughs> or a Pabst Blue Ribbon. Sure. Now, I know none of that is healthy, and I know none of it is good for you. But you can survive on it. But, but here's the deal. <laughs> I'm going to be drinking anyway, so if you give me free beer, that's my payment as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little bit of free food here and there. Give me an activity that I can do for free. We played video games at that arcade. Oh, that's right. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? They had stuff set up, and it was fun. And the transportation there was a little bit off, you know what I mean, in the sense that it wasn't as a smooth running, as smooth as it could have been. Mm-hmm. But there was nothing comped or given to you at all in really? Atlanta. Not one thing. Not one free drink ticket. Wow. Not, and I'm talking not even, you get one free <laughs> pint when you get there. There yeah. was nothing. Wow. So it was a little bit, and, the, and then the uh, transportation, all the, the venues were all over the place, so I was responsible for getting cabs at that point. And I was uh. like, okay, and then figuring out where these venues were, and then being told that the people that were judging me in a contest booked the things that they said these guys booked these things that they can help you, and then they turns out they didn't actually book those things. So really, it was a little unsettling for me. Shady, I, huh? I would never go back, uh, yeah. whereas Bridgetown is the only, but I, you know, I went and did a San Francisco comedy festival, and that was, you know, uh, you know, it was a we got one burrito, we got a free thing here and a free yeah, thing yeah, there. Yeah. It wasn't anything amazing, 
but I don't you have something. I don't. Ha- I have a bag. I have a pin. Yeah. I have some a cup. I have things that came from there yeah. that were. Yes, are they? You know, inexpensive to make and produce and give to comedians. Yeah, they are, but at least it's something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I walked away with absolutely nothing from Atlanta, uh, and I didn't. I just it wasn't. You know, shared a room with AJ Finney and Eddie Pence, and we had a great time. Sure. Like we're friends, we had fun, but it was like it was not. It was not the same kind of drinking I did in Bridgetown, Bridgetown. which was like smiles and hugging and, oh, my God, I haven't seen you forever. This is awesome. Because they had an after party every night in Bridgetown where the booze was free. Yeah. You get in there, free pizza, free beer. And I'm – you. that's – that's yeah. all I really need. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm, not, I'm a simple... every comic. Uh, every comedy club should just pay that. <laughs> but I mean, look, it would it be nice if there was more money involved? Yeah, yeah. sure. But I get. I think I, I know. I know. I know. Andy Wood. He kind of helped create that. Oh, and, yeah. And I know Bronger had a lot to do with mm-hmm. it. And I think those guys are great dudes. And I think you know Bronger's one of the funniest guys out there sure. right now. And Andy Wood's a huge alcoholic, so that's why I got sponsored by booze. <laughs> Is it really? I know Andy's oh. my best friend. I know Andy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't. I, but I've never seen him be like an out of like he's never oh, no, been no, like no. he's a good drunk. Bah, bah, yeah. So if he's drunk, he's some. I don't hold it very well, so you can tell like six yeah. beers in, and you'd be like, oh, look at John. He's had six beers. It's not like he's like I can just drink forever, and you're never gonna know. Right. No, pretty quick. But um, but I mean. I had I had such a good time and I don't know it was just a lot of fun I performed at that Helium Club you know it was uh, oh Helium up in Bridgetown yeah yeah yeah. but I I still haven't been able to get booked on anything up there I got Helium from the Bridgetown yeah I tried contacting them and they were (laughs) you know what it was just I lucked out uh, I lucked out the manager was there that night yeah saw my set and he's like oh you gotta come back yeah I did it I had a great set there it was sold out and like Marie was me, Maria Bamford was on the show. Like it was a solid. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, Eric Andre, who did oh, that yeah. joke he did about uh, texting that he goes back to home for a booty call, and the guy's like, "Bro, I'll meet you." He's like, "What are you, a bad guy from an '80s movie?" Like it's a very. He reads these texts. It was a very funny. Oh, really? Bit. They're actual texts. Yeah, it oh, was a funny. very funny bit. Uh, I don't know if he still does it or not. I haven't seen him in a while. He's got a show, and he probably doesn't want to talk to me. But He's probably got nine shows since we just started this podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Really right. right now. <laughs> exactly. He is. He is. Well, and good for Sign him. Sign you know three I mean? like, canceled too. I do not like contests i don't think uh, i can't do them either i don't think it's you can't tell me that three people are judging like comedy is subjective we all know that right. to, to have it be judged that's like i mean you know that's like judging art like sometimes i'm gonna think hey man this painting is really cool and sean could be like dude i wouldn't wipe my ass with that painting and it's like yeah. okay and it's a painting of toilet paper and it's a painting of t- <laughs> right but so i mean it's you, you guys can't do a lot of art discussions we uh, <laughs> it's all we talk about on our podcast really? is art, just art just <laughs> so i was at the museum the other day <laughs> well and then, and then I, I went to one in uh south or southern california as well where um i'm getting judged by a guy who basically hang headlines the same clubs i headline right and i'm like really come uh, on that's what you're right and then and then like a couple of other comics that are like did you do open mics around town yeah yeah and then you know it was just yeah so yeah and just the whole the people you know if you get a bunch of friends to come out you're and gonna win and it ends you know? up being and a popularity contest and it's like i get it they're trying to promote and that's how they make money these people show up and the more yeah, people yeah. you get yeah Although I did see Sean win uh, Uncle Clyde's comedy contest back in the day, and the only person that showed up to see him was me. The room was packed, but everyone else had brought a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how. And he went up there and still won. Yeah. So I was like, that's the only... I've never seen... Because I did Uncle Clyde's, and the first time I did it, 
I was kind of miffed because afterwards I realized this girl went on. She did. She put in fake teeth and did this thing. And it was like yeah. terribly hacky. Sure, terribly hacky. And she won because she brought thirty people. Right. So I had no one there. I got. I got. I split a side of a plate of fries for third place. <laughs> and this guy goes. And me and this guy tied. So oh, we get to split the fries. I go. You can just have the fries, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and on my way out, the guy who was running was like, oh hey. Uh, you know, that was fun. I go, I didn't realize it was just a popularity contest. And he goes, goes no, that's not true. I go, what are you talking about? Yeah. That's not, you telling me fake teeth and funny bow tie is the, was the best comic in that room? Yeah. And, and, and even if it wasn't me, give it to somebody who had decent material. Give right. it to somebody who did something worthwhile. And it was just, I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not, that's not for me. I hate people who change their name to like buck teeth and funny bow tie. <laughs> Look, <laughs> you, you have some name issues, I man. That'd be the best comedy duo ever. <laughs> buck <laughs> teeth and bow tie. Here they are. Hi, everybody. This is great. And then just guy's got a spinning bow tie. doesn't say anything. It's like Penn and Teller, but a little different. Yeah, that's all you hear. <laughs> that's a very much line. <laughs> you been traveling much, John? Um, too busy doing movies. Can't really travel. He's back and forth. Uh, I'm back and forth. <laughs> Gotta go back. Uh, I have and not forth? been traveling that much. I mean, I, I go out to... My brother moved to New York, so uh-huh. I, I've been out there a couple times. Uh, and I obviously, I love it out there. It's, right. the it's city? fantastic. And What's up? The city or state? Yeah, uh, the city. Manhattan, yeah. Um, but I like... You know, he's within... Three four miles of every comedy club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do not like public transportation. And he doesn't have a car, and I don't want to drive out there, so I just walk. Oh yeah. So I'll walk three miles to a show, then walk another mile to another show. Get there. Come back. <laughs> well, you know, when I went out in August, it was That's like hundred degrees outside, oh, yeah. so I'm sweating through my jeans. Oh, but when I went out there over the, um, went out there for Christmas and New Year's, and it was. It was great. You put on a jacket, you walk, and yeah, it's freezing cold, but you're getting warm. Yeah. Then you get there, take the jacket off, and you can be warm inside or whatever. <laughs> but my new favorite place out there is that The Stand. Oh, I don't know that place. Oh, What's man. It called? It's called The Stand. It the is. Stand. It started, it was just a restaurant. And then uh, Patrick Milligan, I think, is how you say the guy's name, but he's out there helping book it. And it was Michael, Michael Costa moved out there. Yeah. Oh, and okay. uh, he was running a show on a, on a Monday night that I got on. And it was, you know, they just do real good audiences. It's a, it's a smaller room, but uh, that was, and that guy is willing to give me spots whenever I go out. So it's like, I, and that's not the only reason I like the club, but yeah. uh, I just think they do a really good job of getting, and it's, and it's one of those clubs like Judah Friedlander's in there all the time. Todd Berry stops in. It's like one of those clubs that as a comic, you want to be at, yeah, right. like yeah. the cellar, essentially. Yeah. Like the, yeah, I've yeah. only been in the cellar twice, and the last time I was in there, Robert Kelly got me in and I just kind of stood in this packed room yeah. and watched around the corner as Greg Giraldo destroyed. Like yeah. people were crying. Oh, it was yeah. so funny. It was so funny. And afterwards I was just like, I must've been standing right by his bag. He walks by, I go, dude, that was really great. He's like, Oh, Hey, thanks man. And that was like only time I ever met the guy, but yeah. I really enjoyed, uh, I, I enjoyed New York a lot. Um, as a, I, f- I feel like if I would have, Known that I was going to do stand up, I might have moved there right. first. Mm-hmm. But I moved out here not knowing. I was just trying to get out of Illinois. Sure, you know what I mean. So that was that. Plus, and it's also gotten a lot better in New York now too. I mean, there's something yeah. like 13 clubs or something like. Oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. And and then other rooms. And I just like everything's open so late. You can do three, four sets if you if you yeah, really yeah. hustle. And and here in L.A., you want to do 
I'm at the Hollywood Improv. Then I got to go out to Santa Monica. And they're like, okay, well, that's five hours of your time. <laughs> yeah. You're never going to make it. You get you know? to where now I'm like, oh, one's good. Well, yeah. one is really... Just one good one. That's three crappy ones. That's right, the right. deal. I would rather do one good one a night than, than three crappy ones. And it's hard. You can't go do Brea and then come to Hollywood. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't even... I, I've told this story a thousand times. On the, I, One night, I got the Ice House and Melrose Improv on the you same shut night. shut up. Wow. You shut Three up. Three years you ago, still up. talking about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, but that's, that's how rare it is, that, yeah. you, that it's stuck. Yeah. It's not like, oh, yeah, we've all done that. Uh-uh, I've no. never done that, yeah, yeah. you know? I've done when... when uh, on a Friday night, by the way. Shut up. Wow. Yeah, it gets better. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good, Dude, man. That's that pretty is, good. I don't even know if I've ever heard anybody do that. It's pretty epic. Uh, it's usually it's usually comedy store laugh factory. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of guys going back and forth there because they're so close to each other. Yeah, the Ice House and the Improv. One night Oof. I did I did Brea I did Irvine and Brea, uh, but that was when uh, they had Comedy Juice was like at yeah. ten o'clock and then like midnight. Right. right. So it was like I went on and then I drove to the next one and those were. Not what comedy juice is now. Like it was, they were pretty. The audience was pretty sparse. Pretty sparse white people. Yeah, definitely white people, <laughs> and uh, some Asians. Irvine yeah. is very. I've done. I've done. Carol- I look right at you. I've sorry. done Carolines, and then we flew back, and I went and did the Hollywood Improv. Okay, <laughs> guys, I got Carolines and the Hollywood Improv in one night. Oh, that's a long night, bro. It's like a five-hour flight well, in between there. Phil Collins shit on yeah. that man. You do Doing. Carolines at eight a.m. in the morning, then you catch a flight. You clean both clubs, is what you do. You're yeah, a janitor I a, there. I a small uh, business. <laughs> clean comedy clubs. Um, I don't think my Phil Collins joke got the response it deserved. Uh, Phil I'm Collins so- uh, played Live Aid in England with. Genesis and then flew to Philadelphia and played with Led Zeppelin. Oh, played drums for him? Uh huh. First wow. of all, wow. And then second of all, gross. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, oh, I think. Yeah, they uh, go to Philadelphia. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Philadelphia's got a helium. That's a good, that's a good club. Yeah. yeah. Again, uh, another club that will, is not booking me. John, the, we're going to get booked there. Oh, okay. Look, I mean, I figure <laughs> uh, I'm a few years ab- away from being at it 20 years, and that's when everyone says that things start to happen. Oh, yeah? You've been at that long? Uh, 2001, 2002, right around there. You're more than a few years from 20. Yeah. Six is not a few. Okay. Well, <laughs> it is when you're... Well, I'm not saying that. Years I'm, away I'm from not going st- to stop. If right, that, right. You know, I'm not going to give up before. Well, no, I'm not oh, saying I am. you should. <laughs> You're done. This After this, I'm fucking this podcast. After this podcast, <laughs> Sean's final foray into stand-up comedy was road stories. So just sign it up. Do your closer and get out of here. <laughs> Grab the donut and get out of here. You know where you are? You're in the jungle. I got... Drop the mic, leave. <laughs> then wait by my car. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I have the keys. Yeah, because we got another 20 minutes. <laughs> Walk out like Randy Rhodes. Just keep playing it. Randy Rhodes. Then he, like, on one of the albums, he played a guitar, and then he walked out of the recording room, and they just shut the door. That's how it ended. Creepy. Uh, no, no, you're thinking of the outtakes, the D outtakes on the tribute album. You can hear, oh, yeah, him, in, yeah, yeah, you can yeah, hear him in the chair. Yeah. The chair's, like, creaking back and forth, and he's yeah. leaning forward and, like, playing acoustic and... And then he just walks out. Yeah. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back up. I know who Randy Rhodes is. I know the song D. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, on the Tribute album. There's he, a Tribute album to Randy Rhodes? Yeah. Okay. Well, though, it's called Tribute, Ozzy Osbourne Tribute. It's basically oh, okay. a live concert album that was the last, like, on, a, the, on, the, on the last, one of the last tours that he did with Randy Rhodes. Okay. And um, the 
uh, added bonus track or whatever on the album is uh, D, the recording of D, essentially, okay. him recording it in the... Which was for it was his never mom. never finished, right? D, the song was never finished, was it? Uh, I think it was. It I was? think it was just an acoustic um, instrumental song. Okay. There was never any lyrics, but I, mm. but it was about it. He was, you know, he wrote it for his mom. And uh, what was her name? Uh, it was Stephanie, <laughs> I think. Uh, I hate when people name their songs <laughs> different than yeah. their mother. <laughs> yeah, God, names, huh, guys? <laughs> names. Uh, Murray's song. pet peeves. <laughs> <laughs> or like when people go, this is a song I wrote uh, about my time in San Francisco. It's called Denver. Well, uh, <laughs> Lemmy Motorhead says something funny. He goes, he goes, this is a song. I wrote this song when I was in England. I was thinking about Italy, but not much. Oh, he goes, it's a, but it's a, a song called Angel City, and it's about Los Angeles. <laughs> it's like, it's really weird. He just, the way he describes it is. Have you ever opened for bands? I did. I opened for uh, a band called Virgil at <laughs> at the uh, at the um, Viper Room. Okay. And there, it was a guy I met through a mutual friend, and he we've always we've kind of like he's always liked my comedy, and I've always enjoyed his music. And he was like, "Hey, we're doing a reunion show. Do you want to open for a reunion us?" Reunion show of Virgil. What's that? Virgil reunited for the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I I never thought it would happen. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they're a local band. I know you guys are shitting on them, but there's no needing to do that. They're a fine band. Just because you idiots haven't heard of them doesn't mean they aren't good. Uh, but it was the Viper Room stage is like the size of my cell phone. It's yeah. so small. And the rest of the band didn't know I was doing it. So I get out there. They give me a microphone. And then they're setting up behind me their oh. own equipment. And like I'm standing on cables, and they're like, "Excuse me," and I'm like, and I'm trying to tell jokes, and the audience doesn't—they're just like looking away, talking to each other. And I like they originally was like the guys like, "You want to do like 20 minutes?" And I was like, I got there, I was like, "Why don't I do five? <laughs> and if it goes anywhere that looks like it might be entertaining for the audience, then I'll continue." After three minutes, I was like, "Do I have to keep doing this?" Like, I was only—I was paying very little. I was like, "Uh." And then the, the object was that uh, that in the smaller room downstairs, they're going to have, after that show, they're going to do an acoustic set and have more comedy down there. And after that, I did that thing. I was like, I'm going to watch you guys and go home. Right. I think yeah. that's about <laughs> as far as we need to go. And and they were like, yeah, okay, thanks. And I'm like, mm, thank you. But it was it was fun, you know. Yeah. But I've never opened for like, uh, uh, you know, like a large. Slayer. Oh, no, but that would be great. I would do that just because I love Slayer. Right. Yeah. Um, but I don't think the audience would love that at all. I don't think no, so they would be like, have you, "Have you opened for a band?" Yeah, yeah, we used to, yeah. I've told the story several times on this show, but we'll tell it one more time, <laughs> <laughs> or just tell us what the band is. Uh, it was a cover band at a casino. There used to be a casino gig out here in Palm Springs. Oh, I just went to Palm Springs this weekend. Did the improv this past weekend? Oh, how was that? It was, was actually that really improv? fun, man. Yeah, they opened it four months out of the year. And I'm and I talked to the manager. I'm like, "Why is the improv open four months out of the year?" Yeah. He's like, "For tw- eight months." We have a band that plays outside, and it's packed every night. Oh wow! And it's like an it's like a cover band, and it's packed every night, and it would just be it's just futile to put anything else in. Because there's it's so small out there that yeah, that's yeah. everyone in town is there. there. Yeah, and yeah. like and you know it's a casino, and you're you're expecting Vegas, you get one of everybody. Yeah, you know, right. This was ninety eight percent locals. Wow. Yeah, and two percent like uh oh, and somebody came and saw me. Who saw me in Brea? Wow. They were in town. They're like, oh, we saw that guy. Let's go see him. That's great. That's I cool. Two fans. Hey, look, that's two more than I got. <laughs> I think I think my friend's doing it next week. I think and that's the last of their 
comedy. That's the last time. Like four months or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think because Go- then once it starts to warm up, they're gonna have the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think Gooch is. Uh, oh, nice out there. I like oh, Gooch, Gooch is a. Uh, I can only assume there's only one Gooch. Yeah, yeah. out of Vegas. Vegas. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gooch covered for me when I was doing Vegas. And I blew a piece of rebar up into my engine on the 15. Oh. Seized my engine up. And Damn. I, booker and I called a guy named Don Barnhart, who yeah. is a Vegas comic. And I'm like, yeah. can, can you do it? He's like, no, but I'll get this guy Gooch. Yeah. Like, and you're Gooch. like, great. That sounds like my reputation's yeah. about to go in a shitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mary couldn't make it. He sent Gooch. <laughs> no, Gooch is funny, though. He's a good guy. They called Gooch. Gooch. Have you ever opened for bands? We kind of skipped over that. Sorry, bud. Um, no, it just I did like a battle of the bands type thing. And whatever your time was on there, that was like 10 times of that, five minutes between every band. Oh, oh yeah. Dude, it was just, band. Uh, yeah, it was really bad. I don't think I did any material. Yeah. I just stood up there. And I would talk to them, then cry a little. And, uh, <laughs> they would see me crying, and then they would, they would clap. They would, yeah. <laughs> That's what they applauded. <laughs> Good job, everybody. It was, it was the worst. Oh man, you know. And it's it seems like sometimes when you ask to do stuff like that, it's when you're new to stand up. Sure. So you're like, oh my god, this is gonna be a great you, experience. And you're like, well, I don't. What am I even doing mm-hmm. in this career? Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> but I, I look at that. I mean, that's even even when I was doing it, I looked at it as something like. On paper, it didn't look like a good idea. Right. But I was still like, I- at least I'll be able to tell a story about it. And and look, I like these guys, so yeah, yeah, what's yeah. it going to hurt? And Let's say the crowd hates me. Okay. Yeah. At least they'd have a reaction, but they were just indifferent. Oh, no. They just, you know what I mean? <laughs> they were just like, <laughs> it was just like, whatever, do it, don't do it. We don't care. Yeah. It's not funny, funny, don't give a shit. And you're just like, not really the reaction you want. Like if someone, if a crowd is going to hate you and boo you and go crazy on you, which I don't I, pick one. It's never right. Has never has never really happened to me. And like booing, I don't think. Oh uh, yeah, you've been booed. You've been booed. Yeah, I did. Um, you're burying the lead here, buddy. I think I told you about when I did the insane clown posse. Oh yeah. Did, oh I was well, that's with Polly. That's well, hold on. Juggalos. You did the Juggalo festival. Yeah. Oh, all right. So did Ralphie and Lana. Well, Lana was on here. Uh, Ralphie oh, and they, they've Lana done it before, Turner. right? Yeah, he's Juggalos yeah, love, love him. him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were we were out there. It was you know we our show was at one thirty in the morning in a tent. Sure. And then I, I uh, the but Polly kind of I felt Polly made the mistake of he went out there before the show mm-hmm. and like got them all riled up so they didn't want to see anybody but Polly. You know. Oh, interesting. And then uh and then this uh, clown called Upchuck went up before me and he knew all the language and you know woo and all this stuff and then I go up there and um. They were you guys ju- ever been to Australia? Yeah. Boo! They were throwing <laughs> bottles of Fuego at me. Fuego. Like, oh, that's their drink, right? Yeah, I think it's called Fuego. The, like cans, like full cans. Like, you suck. And they're throwing them. And like kids are like, get off the stage. And boo. And I had like a Molly Cre- a Crew t-shirt oh. on. And they're like, Molly Crew sucks. Yeah, just like everything. Yeah. And then there was like, but there was like three or four people up here. Oh, you're doing really good. <laughs> you could see that they were with me, but right. those were the only people. All right, your first mistake is wearing a Motley Crue t-shirt Gosh. to a Juggalo uh, convention. I think we run out to the first mistake being going to the Juggalo thing in the first place. Doesn't matter what you wear. Got it, because it was outside Chicago, so we flew into Chicago, and then we had to take a car. And it got like to Danville or somewhere, the, right? It got to where we were out in the middle of nowhere. We, I, I go, well, just turn off the car, and, turn, and we'll roll down the windows and see if we hear anything. That's how far we were. Oh, wow. And then we're like, okay, yeah, it's down the road that way. That's how we found it. I mean, it was 
far. And then we get there and like Ice Cube or somebody's playing on the main stage and people are, I mean, it was a, a cool little that's a big white trash festival. I mean, that, <laughs> but, but those guys are like, uh, that's a community of people, man. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. And say what you want about them. I, they, they defend their own and yeah. they're very loyal to that band. And they, I read articles. I mean, they're really just having a good time. Yeah. I it's mean, not supposed to be. They're not like, don't stab each other. Right, they're right. They're not right. like murderers or anything. They just love to do drugs and drink a lot and, and take their kids along. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Which is <laughs> the weird well, part. It was, cool. it was cool because, like, when I grew up, I grew up in a small town. So I've seen it was like a carnival slash Lollapalooza right. slash. But on a, on a darker side of it, like, just like a more, e- not evil, but like just a. Is this a darker message? I mean, their songs are like the insane clown posse. They yeah. talk about stabbing people, and it's like they're insane. Yeah, it's almost like they're a posse of clowns <laughs> that might are. be mentally unstable. They yeah. did. They did have a good um, uh, waffle cone ice cream and um, a lot of snacks there. Yeah, well, their physiques are not <laughs> lending it to like apples and uh, carrots. It's, uh, <laughs> Dude, their funnel cake was badass. Yeah, I'm sure the, all their carnival food someone. was delicious. <laughs> um, how did Paul do? Did he do all right? Yeah, well, so... That's so weird because we've talked about... And I'm sorry, I think I interrupted you there. We've talked about like headliners coming on names and, do, and saying, hey, I brought my friend John Huck along. He's going to do some time. And that, that always... Tends to work out great. You're right. Yeah, it does. Um, when you, because I, I worked with um, uh, Tom Green, and mm-hmm. we went to Australia, and we would do theaters, and they would go, you know, welcome to the Tom Green World Stand Up Comedy Tour. Y'all ready to see Tom Green? And then they're like, yeah. And then they go, go and now welcome to the stage, Sean Halpin. <laughs> Never heard of this guy. Yeah, just so you know, instead of going, Tom's Tom's good buddy, Sean's gonna come out first. <laughs> but. Um, well, Polly went out there and kind of like, like smoked with them a little bit, or right. just like you know, kind of just got them all riled up. Yeah, and then, yeah. but yeah, if if when the comics do that and they go out there and go, hey, like the, it almost like validates you with that yeah, yeah. person in that crowd. It lets the people know, like, oh, maybe we should listen to this guy because th- this other person thought enough of him to bring him along. Yeah, and then like I think I went up and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do my time. You know, they're not going to pay me if I don't do my time. You know, yeah, and they're right. throwing bottles at me and You're stuff. Like, this right. is dangerous. So I, I don't want to so do this. I did this. like 20 minutes. Or, I think I was supposed to do like 20 to 30, and then Paul was going to do like an hour or something. So I did my, I go, my my watch clicked 20. I'm like, I'm out. Yeah. You know, I, I'm going to get paid. I'm cool. Paulie goes up there and probably does 15 minutes. <laughs> oh, really? In Gonzo, huh? Because they, he, they <laughs> even goes, don't want to see Paulie after a certain yeah. time. They just want to see the insane clown posse. And the, well, it was on this, like I said, a side, side stage. stage. So they just kind of wanted to see Paulie interact with him. Sure. He did it kind of a show, but they were so happy with just, oh, hey, bro. And they talk, he would talk to people. Right, and, right. And, it, and then they walked through the crowd and they played music. And it was just like a, it was really chaotic. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, we're like, all right, well, we got paid before, so let's go. And then they all mobbed us in the car, and you know we had to get out of there. And um, but like yeah, pulling was, Beatles stuff on you, jumping on the car and stuff. Pretty much, like that's kind of cool. Yeah, it unless, was like but, they're unless, like slapping they're trying ball. to kill you. But I think that would they would have done that with anybody. They were just like, hey, there's a car, let's jump on it. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 let's light it on fire. Yeah, but you know, I mean, like, but everybody knows Polly though. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, so um, yeah, they you know they they loved him so. Well, that's cool. I wanted to ask you before insane we poly class posse, insane uh, poly posse, hip hop, hip hop, insane poly posse, hip hop, hip hop, 
Uh, do you do a lot of, since your military background, do you do a lot of shows for the military? I try. Um, I, you know, some, it's kind of um, one of those things where if someone has the information, uh-huh. for some comics won't give it up to you. And um, like, I, I know someone's doing a USO tour. I'm right. like, I would email them and go, hey, how do you get in the USO tour? Um, I'm a former Marine. You know, and give them all, you know, former yeah. Marine, I've done this, 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 and then I wouldn't hear anything back from them. You know, you ever, it's like. You ever do anything with comics on duty? Uh, comics on duty? Do they do it anymore? Yeah, they, I was surprised. My, my friend Gary Brightwell is out in Washington this weekend doing it with them. They had to slow down because they got a lot of lost a lot of funding or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you I have went, to be military to do those? Shows? No, no, no. But no, I'm no, sure no. They, oh well, uh-huh. we no. should all three try to get on. With I was going to say, can great. I get that email too? <laughs> well, because I went to was through Steve Simone and um, Maison and some other people. I went to Steve Maison. Yeah, I went to Afghanistan. Okay. And um, that was amazing. How was that, man? I don't hear about that. Yeah. Um, well, I was um, going to ask about Chicago, but fuck that. I don't hear about Afghanistan. Oh, yeah. Well, Comics on Duty, I like because they, other like the USO tour, some of the USO tours, they just go, okay, we're going to a base. We're going to sit there mm-hmm. and the troops come to us. Well, Comics on Duty, I believe, um, when we went, they we go on a helicopter and we go out far. Yeah, like yeah. we go to the almost the front, you know. And these dudes, there's probably like thirty at a at a outpost or something, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Yeah, those are all Afghans walking around." And I mean, we're out in the middle of nowhere, right? right. <laughs> and um, it was it was cool. We would go and one place made a um a little stage and called it the Shinwar Improv, <laughs> and cool. gave us grass and like a, a thing that covered it and um. They were just all like, you know, some guys would come up to as a show. Yeah, hey, I haven't laughed in six months. Right, and, right. Um, I mean, those the, the way it sounded though, you were going so far out in helicopters and stuff that those are the people that needed to laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, you, yeah. Just, you can be in the main towns and all that where everyone's like hanging out, drinking yeah, where beers, you go and to the pool, ha- or getting wherever, hookers or whatever, and, having fun. But yeah. it's like the people that are like out, out, out there are like doing like they're. Slaving yeah. away, doing shit. Oh, they, yeah. they well, because most of those bases, uh, they go out from those bases out to patrol or do whatever. Yeah. And um, you know, and some of those guys have lived in that little location for six, eight, nine months, and they just drop food on them or oh, wow. drop mail on them and yeah. stuff like that. So you know, they were all hyped up and they were all you know having fun. And um, we had this one guy that would kind of t- tore us around like he was a civilian and i thought he was in the military but it turned out he wasn't and his name was um was it tom mark or something and um you know he would tell me okay you can't do that you can't say that anymore you know and i'm like come on we're in the i was in the military i don't want to hear clean because right. all right cause, you know because i thought you had to be clean mm-hmm. when you went and i got and i told him there's one that asked me to go and i go i'm not going to be clean because I'm, I was in the military, and I don't want to hear clean comedy if I just got back. From, and that's not what they want to hear. You know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, I'd do a joke, and, and um, there would be all these Afghans around. i go, you know, what are these Mexicans doing here? And they're like, you can't say that. <laughs> Why are these Mexicans here in the back? And, and But... If it makes the army or the military guys laugh, then I, you know, I would do it. Yeah. I don't yeah, yeah. care. What if, what if that started like another war? Or something? Uh, local <laughs> comedian Sean Halpin called Afghans Mexicans, and now we have World War Three. Now we're at war with Afghanistan and Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I did that joke about going to Australia, and when girls give you a blowjob, it sounds like this. I go, you know, I do the voice. And I go, why? Well, I, I did that, and the base commander won't doesn't want me to do that joke anymore because it sounds like it's prayer time. (laughs) Oh, wow. So it's kind of, you know, I thought it was a funny joke. And they're like, oh, you can't say that. (laughs) But it kind of makes sense, though. Yeah. 
But I'm not siding with the commander. <laughs> no. I'm not. I'm just saying. It did sound like I was about to get on my knees and look to the east. <laughs> but I would, I would like to. I mean, I feel like I don't, you know, I don't, I don't do anything for this country. So maybe like if I could entertain the troops or something, mm -hmm. I would feel a little bit better about myself. But I don't know. I've never been yeah, able to. Yeah, we should to. try to get on one together. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw he posted some videos though of like him in the helicopter and shooting guns, and I, that's not my. Like, we got bom we got bombed on a couple. I was gonna times. say, have you been shot at or bombed or anything? Well, um, they have. Uh, I ask everybody that who comes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. even shot at or bombed. well, they have a mortar, um, like a, I guess a siren that goes off. You know, it's like incoming, incoming. Like, yeah. That's my didgeridoo. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Okay. <laughs> so they it would say like incoming and um. Then you would like hit to the go, jump to the ground, and then you could hear it off in the distance. They go, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. then you could, you know, it's probably like 10 miles away or whatever. Right. But there's one time when we were in these tents where they work out like a gym or something, and it's just basically metal with like this canvas over it. And um, so in bleachers, and so they go incoming, incoming. So we all hit the deck. And we didn't hear it, so they okay. Everybody, so you, I guess you get to the, hit to the deck fifteen seconds or whatever, and then if you don't hear anything, run to a bunker. So then we go to a bunker and we're hanging out in this office building for like probably twenty minutes, maybe mm -hmm. thirty minutes. Well, we go in there and they go, "What do y'all? What are you doing here?" We go, "We're comics." And one guy's like, "Why don't you do us a show?" And we're like, uh, "Okay." Well, you got a microphone, and he pops one out. So we do a show in this office for these people. How many people? Like. Probably like fifteen. That's wow, great. Yeah. that's so, awesome. So then some of the people started trickling in from the show. They go, okay, um, the show's you know back on. You know they cleared the base, whatever. Mm -hmm. Let's go back to the the gym. So we go back to the gym, and every person came back. Oh yeah, like every fucking person. Yeah, because they, that was <laughs> you were the entertainment. You know what I mean? It's like if yeah, you've never yeah. you haven't seen a movie in six months, yeah, and someone's yeah, yeah. like, we're showing a movie that. You may or may not like. I'm gonna sit through it just yeah, so I yeah. can see a moving picture. That's yeah, not. Yeah. But they did. They did escort my when like. So my friend was on stage. Uh, Phil Palisol. You might know. I, I don't know him, but I just saw him on late night. Hysterical. Yeah, man. That really, guy's funny. really funny. And so he dropped to the deck, and he's like up there, like, "What do we do?" Because and uh, everyone else has dropped to the deck. So then the guys ran up there and got him like he was the president. You know, like picked him up, and everyone's ducking, and they drug him off, and wow. Um, because what's weird is like our our safety was their main priority, you know, mm -hmm. because we're civilian. Yeah, basically. So, um, but yeah, they uh, it happened a couple of times, and we were flying on the helicopter, and they shoot off these flares whenever a missile or a RPG or whatever comes um, when they shoot at a helicopter. Uh -huh. So they have these flares that go off that it will, you know, like heat seeking. I guess will go to the flares. Oh right. So right. they go and they. Like, like the helicopter moves and they shoot off these flares and I basically crapped in my pants. Yeah. And they're like, I'm like, okay, what happened? They're like, oh yeah, we're just testing our flares. And I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> Not test <laughs> with them? us in here or tell us, you know? Yeah, we're all both like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. It's, oh, and then so the people that transport us every day were in Blackhawks. Um, were a reserve unit from, um, I think. South Dakota or something. Uh -huh. So they um, would take us every day back and forth. So we got to kind of know the pilots or whatever. And um, we go, you know, when are you guys going to get to see a show? And they, they go, all we do is transport the whole time we're out here. We just go sleep and then we come back. So on our last day, we're like, let's go find these pilots and do a show for them. Oh, yeah. And um, 
So we went there, and they were so happy. They go, no one's ever come over and done a show for us. And we got everybody in the room, and we're, like, busting on their, their captains. Right, right, right. <laughs> but it was like them. we were in this uh, room, um, you know, probably 30, 40 people packed in this uh, office room, desk in the middle. And it was like, you know, a Tonight Show set. You didn't have a microphone, yeah, yeah. you know, and we were just going around the room. And then we would go, okay, uh, next comic coming to uh, this office. And, <laughs> and all the comics got it. And it was just like really cool. And they were so happy that we did it. And it was, um, yeah. yeah, it was just the coolest thing that's ever. That's awesome, so. man. That's a, that's great. I love to hear that. Yeah. Uh, I love that Graham <laughs> Elwood comes on and tells about when he got shot at while he was in the Blackhawk. Really? Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. You can go back and listen to episode one wow. of Road Stories. Wow. Circa 2009, I believe. See, helicopter stories. Helicopter full, full stories. <laughs> um, all right. So what's, thank you guys for coming. Well, oh, first cool. of all, I got to give a shout out. Uh, Juma Tay. Is it Tay? T. T. Juma T is here. He works uh, with All Things Comedy. He's quote unquote my intern. Um, but he brought donuts. So thank you. And, no, that's uh, great. Amazing that. strawberry donuts. Does he, what else do you help with? Uh, another podcast in Britain called Donnelly and Chris Martin Show. Oh, wow. Okay. The Carl Donnelly and Chris Martin Show. Okay. Are they, are they going to still do it now that Chris Martin and Gwyneth Paltrow broke up? Is that going to be? That's topical humor, people. That was in HuffPo this morning. <laughs> really? I didn't know they. Oh, I guess I, I guess I, for, <laughs> I forgot they were together or don't uh, give her rat's ass. Care, but you know, hey. Oh, well, we'll, we'll see when the drummer from Slayer gets a divorce, and you'll be all over that shit. Well, it's not Dave Lombardo. He left the band, so I'm not really concerned with what the drummer from Slayer does. Well, I didn't pick the guy who died. Ooh, Jeff Hanneman? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a sad that was a sad one. Also, I'd like to uh, piss on the Grammys for excluding him in the in memoriam. The guy's a two time Grammy winner and they left him out. Oh, they did? Yeah. Huh. They don't they don't this the Grammys, Grammys the Grammys are so not about music anymore that it's right. Grammys? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah two thousand right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. So what's uh what's next for you guys? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? You got the you got the you got the, uh, the full, full count, count podcast, pod. which is a sports podcast. Sports. So I didn't listen to it. Uh, it's a sports based podcast. We it's it's we're armchair quarterbacks. We're the day after kind of guys, and we if we don't know something, we tell the audience to Google it. Mm-hmm. We don't it's do the research. Five percent sports. Yeah. yeah, and the rest is essentially <laughs> just doing what we just did. Is yeah, and I about. listened to it at Palm Springs. I downloaded a couple, and it's great. And yeah, it's you like that cult one, right? That Hoy, cult Hoy, was that cult one was pretty. That was crazy. That was man. really <laughs> funny. That, yeah, that was, so. <laughs> Which one is that one? What's the guy's name? His name is Hoyt Richards. All right, uh, go to Full Count Podcast. Listen to that. It's yeah. insane. Well, because there's a lot of times where we'll actually, um, like you're saying, when, you, when you're doing a festival or something, when you get to sit down and talk to a comic, mm-hmm. that you, you'll learn stuff that you don't, you won't learn like at a show or in a bar right. or whatever. And then when we'll bring somebody on to tell a story that really, you know, interests us, like the, the cult thing mm-hmm. or. Um, Matt Knudsen was on and talked about him running a marathon and blacking out. Right, and, right. You know the the stories that they do with stand up and then their their lives how sure. we're kind of all jacked up. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you asked me to come on and I'm like, dude, I, I know zero about sports. Like, it doesn't matter. Doesn't so. matter. But I'm a big surfer, so we can talk about that. Absolutely, that's a sport. But, yeah, what are you and talking then, about? And we, and we we will talk about like Matt ran a marathon. That's not something me and Sean would every day go. Yeah. Who won last week's marathon? Like, we don't <laughs> give a shit. So it's like we if if it pertains to the guest, then. By all means, like we'd love to talk surfing. I, yeah, yeah. I love watching surfing. Well, I, even, I won't you know, surf, but I love watching. Yeah, any something you know that can relate to act, being active or whatever. Sure. You know, because recently didn't a, a guy uh, surfboard surfer do like an amazing flip or something? Everyone's oh, called yeah, the John, greatest. John Florence, the yeah. greatest move in surfing history. Yeah, last week yeah, he did yeah. a flip on his board. He did a full three sixty handless without a rail grab. Yeah. Aired it 
stuck it and surfed away. Yeah. The board went with him or he did this? No, he on... went with him. The board went with him. Wow. Like he was on the board but no hands and then landed. Oh, wow. John John Florence out of Hawaii is like the, the young, you know, the guy who's giving Kelly Slater a run for his money. He's like 18. Wow, good. Kelly Slater needs a run for his money, man. That's like the only name in pro <laughs> surfing I've heard. <laughs> That's the only name you need to know, man. Yeah. 11 world titles or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, the guy is fantastic. Yeah, Wasn't he on Saved by the Bell? Yeah, Slater. <laughs> that the guy. Kelly Slater, he's, he's still mad at Zach Morris. Is there still a rivalry there? <laughs> These guys need to get over Mr. it. Mr. Belding still pissed. Uh, websites, uh, shows coming up. Uh, SeanHalpin.com. And awesome. then everything social media is Sean Halpin, S-H-A-W-N-H-A-L-P-I. I got a new CD on iTunes called Texas Crew. They can check that out. Great title. I saw that last night. That's a great title. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you can um, basically, if you follow me at Twitter, at J-O-N-H-U-C-K, uh, and Instagram, J-O-N underscore H-U-C-K. Um, I have a CD on iTunes called Fantasticular Hilaritation, which is available, and uh, Dumbbells the Movie and Garbage the Movie are also out, so if you want to awesome. check those out. Great. And uh, I'll be, uh, when does this come out? Uh, this Sunday. All right, I don't know what I'm doing next <laughs> week, so uh, <laughs> just look for me. I usually post stuff on Facebook. You okay. can find me, John So this Huck. drops Sunday night. So right now, if you're listening to it when it drops, I'm on stage at the Chicago Improv. Thanks, Chicago. Ooh. That was a fun week. Ooh. Zanies. <laughs> Great shows at Zanies, everybody. Uh, Are you at the Schaumburg? Uh, Schaumburg, yeah, yeah. Schaumburg. Yeah. You ever do it? Um, yeah, a while back. It's great. I love yeah. some of my favorite clubs. I just um, love Chicago. Chicago is a cool town. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. great city. I can't get booked there. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, <laughs> at Murray V on Twitter. Um, that's really it. Uh, uh, thanks for all things comedy. Thanks for Juma for coming out and helping out and bringing yeah. the donuts. Thanks, buddy. Thanks to Lucas King at King under slash cripple 207. Yeah, just, you just started following me on Twitter and subscribing to Road Stories. It just hey. happened to buzz while we're recording this, so I give him a shout out. What's there up? Thanks go. for listening, man. That. Good, good timing. I it. Good, good timing, Lucas King. It's probably some sort of anti Semite or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Lucas King, and you read his info, it's like hates all Jews. You're like, oh, this is awkward. Oh, give him a shout out. Okay. Give him a shout out. <laughs> Crap. Did you, hear, did you hear his podcast? He's giving a shout out to that Hitler lover. <laughs> all right. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Shirts at S-Story Merchandising. You guys might get a shirt today, too. Hey, I love and, shirts. Uh, awesome. And people love when I wear shirts. <laughs> and uh, that is all. Thanks a lot. We'll uh, talk to you guys next week. Bye. You want to know about life on the road? It's these tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and these fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone, one big law and order marathon.